0: This is Brother Joseph. Uh, today is May the 10th, and it's 9:01 in the morning. And um, of course, today is Mother's Day, Amen. And uh, obviously, mothers are important in our lives, Amen. We wouldn't have come into the world, Amen, without a mother. So, anyway, uh, you know, for you father, for you husbands out there, and you sons and daughters, please uh, honor your father and mother, Amen. For this is the first commandment with the promise, as the Scripture says, that it might go well with you, Amen. So I wanted to uh, go ahead and get started with some prayer. I've got a lot of material to cover and, uh, and uh, some little exhortation, amen, that the Lord has laid on my heart. Um, all right, so let's pray, amen. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity, Father God, to stand here, Lord God, and minister your words of life. I thank you as your word says, Father God, that we stand here in your presence, oh God, ministering as ministers of God, amen serving the people father god giving them the bread of life and giving them what we've received amen from heaven amen and i thank you lord god for those that are partaking today and those that will partake in the future father god i thank you for your precious presence right now amen if your presence doesn't go with us lord don't take us up hence amen and this is what will change our hearts and our minds to be able to comprehend and see lord god that presence of god amen that brings that life of god amen That revelation, that light, amen, that we so desperately need. I thank you, Lord God, for the voice of distinction in this hour, amen. I thank you for the voice of the kingdom of God, amen. And I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, this is the message which we preach, amen. The anointing which we have received of you, Lord God, amen. This is the anointing that we teach on this, and that anointing keeps teaching us, amen. And that message that we preach is the kingdom of God, amen. Go and preach the kingdom of God is what you told told us, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, again for this opportunity and this this time with your people, Lord God, and the time in your presence, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God. Uh, I'm coming at you live today, Facebook Live, and uh, last week I did a Facebook audio. But again, this week uh, I'm back live, so I want to thank everybody for partaking today. And uh, and uh, I just want to encourage you guys, you know, the one of the things that the Lord's been showing me is that First of all, Brother Jeff ministered uh, on a radio broadcast and he shared on um, several things. But one of the things that, that, that struck me is that he said that uh, the anointing that we have received, amen, It, it uh, that anointing, how do you put it, that's what we're preaching, in other words, that kingdom of God, amen, that's the anointing that, that I have received. As a son of God, and that's the and that's the same anointing that I keep teaching him and that I keep preaching on. And uh, again, <clears throat> it's not that uh, that any other messages or things that you're hearing from other sources, other men, other sons of God, daughters of God. It's just the point is is that this is the gospel that, or this is the message that 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 we have received that I've received. So uh, let me share that broadcast because it was very precious, and uh, I, I still myself have not finished listening to it all, but. I want to share this with you guys. Hold on a minute. All right, here it is. So again, it was just, like I said, that it that, that really hit me is that the message that we preach is, as far as what, what, what I've been taught and where I came from, amen, is the gospel of the kingdom, amen. And uh, that message, as the scripture says, let me read some scriptures here now. First of all, you know, the scripture teaches us very distinctly that First uh, John two twenty three that whosoever denies the Son the same has not the Father, but he that acknowledges the Son the weos has the Father. So, <clears throat> when you look at First John here where he, where he shares that scripture about the anointing which you are, have received, what what is what is clear here is that there was a pattern of understanding that he was trying to bring to the body of Christ, and that first of all you see. The gospel of the kingdom getting preached, all right, and the message of the gospel's kingdom is not getting received everywhere, right? Because first of all, you won't come to the light because the, because your deeds are going to get exposed. So that's the first thing. But the second thing is is that even after you're in a religious system, and the kingdom of God is preached, you still can't hear it, amen? Because your eyes are and your heart is full of uh, the religious system, the Babylonian system. And, of course, we know that out there in the world, well, they came here and understand and comprehend the kingdom of God. And, and, again, all this is by the Spirit of God. Amen. It's the Spirit of God that's, that's that's causing you to understand and comprehend what God is doing in the earth today and what he's trying to build up. And the Scripture says in um, 1 Peter 2, 9, verse 5. Let's go to verse 5, 2, 5. You also are lively stones. Amen are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore, also it is contained in the scripture also, behold, I'm sorry, wherefore it is contained in the scripture, behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you, therefore, which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders have disallowed, the same has become the head of the corner. You see, so that same stone is is still being rejected, amen, by those that are out there in the Babylonian system and in the world. And it says that, Unto you therefore which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the same stone which the builders disallowed is is made the head of the corner. A stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. So see, they're being disobedient to the word of God, they're being disobedient to the message of the gospel of the kingdom, so they don't understand or comprehend what is being said to the church in this hour because they're full of themselves and they're full of religion. And that's the whole point is that, see, the voice of the kingdom is always going to bring a distinction to the body of Christ. Amen. So again, whosoever denies the son, the same as not the father, but he acknowledges the son, hath the father also. Now, the thing is, is that we can't see this in our lives. That's why we need someone to preach it to us. We need someone to teach it to us. We can't understand this mystery of iniquity because, again, it's it's hidden to you. It's a mystery. But when you start getting the light of the gospel of the kingdom of God, you start seeing the kingdom of God. And when you start applying those principles to your life, you start walking into the kingdom of God. That's called being born again, right? And so in verse 24, 1 John 2, 24, let that therefore abide in you, which you have heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. So, in other words, if you continue with that same Spirit of God that, that got you born again, that caused you to see the kingdom of God, all right, that same anointing, that same Holy Spirit that taught you from the beginning is the same one that's going to continue you. Continue to abide with you in your relationship with the Father. He's going to continue to minister and speak. But now if you get off on another gospel, amen, as Paul clearly laid out, if anybody comes to you preaching another gospel other than that which I taught you, the scripture says, let that man be accursed. Let that message be accursed. It's from the wrong source, in other words. All right? And so you size and measure by what you've heard from the beginning. You've got to measure it with your spirit and is it in the word? Then that's the other thing, is that the word is final authority. There can be no if, if, ands, or buts about it. If you're not receiving the word of God, then there's a conflict right there. As the scripture says, that same stone, uh, which the builders disallowed, all right, but unto them which be disobedient. In other words, you're disobedient to the message of the gospel of the kingdom. You're not hearing the voice of God. You're not hearing the fathers of the circumcision, those that are wanting to cut out the flesh. And that's what that's what the kingdom of God does, right? And as a matter of fact, on that note, there's a really precious scripture that the Lord showed me. And uh, what's funny about these, the word of God is that it's always in there, right? It's always in the Bible and until God begins to bring a light to it, right? In our lives. And let me see if I can pull this one up real quick. Okay, Romans uh, 15, 11. All right. Praise God. Uh, let's see, is it 11? No, verse 8, I'm sorry. Well, verse 7. Wherefore, Romans fifteen seven. Receive ye one another as Christ also received us unto the glory of God. Receive. In other words, if the correction is coming from your brothers and sisters, receive it. If it's coming from the Holy Ghost in your own spirit, receive it. Don't neglect it, amen? Don't disqualify it. Don't faint and don't don't faint. Don't uh, murmur against it. Don't complain against it. Just receive it. Now I say, verse 8, that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the fathers. Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision, amen? And his message was the gospel of the kingdom. And his message was either you're either for me or you're against me. You're either in the world or out of the world. You can't be in between. You can't be both. And if you look at your life when you first got born again, you know, you were full of mixtures and overtones. You were full of, um, you know, still partaking of the world, partaking of God, back and forth in the world, right? You, you, The way you conduct yourself, you know, if you felt any kind of peer pressure around people that you knew, you know, you, you didn't stand up for the gospel of the kingdom, amen? You just kind of let things die down and you don't make a, you don't make any, uh, you don't stir anything up, in other words. <laughs> but as you grow in the Lord, you start realizing that the purpose of God in your life, amen, you're not interested <clears throat> in what the witness from the world is. You want to hear the voice of the Father, amen. And so I'll get into another scripture about that in a minute. So so you size and measure by that what you've heard, right? So like I said, when you first got born again, you know, you hear the word, you get born again, but then you start falling aside all right you start straying in other words because all of a sudden you're getting input and and, and fuel from other individuals and their 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 message is not the gospel of the kingdom they're all mixed with full mixtures and overtones so guess what the same message that you're getting from them it's going to be full of mixtures and overtones amen but thank god the kingdom of god is getting preached today glory to god and there's a clear line of distinction amen those that are serving god those that are not amen So in John 3, 3, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, You must be born again and you cannot see it. You're not going to be able to comprehend, understand, amen, and walk in this truth of the kingdom of God if you first don't see it and enter in. So right then your spirit man gets born again, and you become alive now with the presence of God. The problem is you still have your life and his life now, okay? And then, so stay with that anointing that brought you into the kingdom of God, amen? Stay with what got you born again that precious spirit of God, amen, confirming his word, amen. So again, and then he says, so you're born again, you see the kingdom of God, now then you must be born of the water and of the spirit, you cannot enter. Again, that means that you're staying with it in the kingdom of God. That means you're pressing on into the Lord. That means you're not looking to the right hand, to the left, amen. If somebody gives you something from the word, you go and you check it with the word, amen. Because obviously you don't have the word in you yet because you just got born again. But if someone gives you the word, you check it with the word. I remember I was, uh, got born again. I was in a Baptist fellowship. And uh, right away, you know, unto you than that which we have received, that you have received, I'm sorry, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade man or God? Or do I seek to please man? For if I yet please man, I should not be the servant of Jesus Christ. Mm. So question, is what I'm teaching and what I'm preaching bringing me glory as a, as the son of God, or God glory as my father. Is it honor in Jesus Christ as the as the as, a pater, as the pattern son? You see. And as Jesus says, if, a, if if someone comes in their own name, you'll receive him. How can you believe which we receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that comes from God only? This royal priesthood, man, this kingdom of God that God is building us, this lively stones laying us one upon another, as this backdrop describes here the foundation must be jesus christ this gospel of the kingdom that jesus preached is the same message that we should be preaching out there in the world proclaiming repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand amen and every time our lips are open unto the lord and when we're preaching the kingdom of god by the words and teaching what we by what we're teaching and saying that gospel of the kingdom is 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 saying repent for the gospel, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand Repent and turn, amen, from everything else out there that you're involved in that's not of God. And go back to that first voice that first got you born again. Go back to that voice of distinction in your life, amen, that got you born again because that same anointing is going to keep teaching you and showing you Jesus Christ, which again, and once you see Christ, he takes you to the Father. Amen. Hmm. All right, so now let's get into an outline because once again, we got something here that uh, the world and what they teach and the, and the Babylonian system, what they teach about faith is a problem. So we're going to go into it again now. Romans 10, 6 through 10. All right? Ro- Romans 10, 6 through 10. Praise God. And so when we heard this, you know, we got born again. I got born again from these scriptures here. But I didn't realize it was going to continually unfold as another area, facet of my life gets gets revealed. In other words, another place where the enemy has put his seed and disrupted the constitution of God in my life of what he intended when I first got born as a physical person, right? The scripture says in, uh, in, in uh, let's see, it, it's in the origin, right? Where do we come from, amen? What are we ministering? I'm going to read this in the amplified because it's very, very revealing. This is Psalm 139:13. You did, fo- you did form my inward parts. You did knit me together in my mother's womb. I will confess and praise you, for you are, for you. I will confess and praise you, for you are fearfully and wonderfully made, and an awful wonder of my birth. Wonderful are your works, and that my inner self knows right well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being formed in secret and intricately intricately and curiously wrought as if embroidered with various colors in the depths of the earth, a region of darkness and mystery. You saw my unformed substance, and in your book all the days of my life were written, before ever they took shape, when as yet there was none of them. How precious and weighty also your thoughts to me, O God, how vast is the sum of them. You see, so God from the very beginning when you physically got born, he was already working your life and he's already fashioned everything about you. Amen. But the world, when you got born, you came into parents that that, that they had a measure, so, so some small measure of God in their lives and so on and so on. But the point is, is that somebody came in and tempered, amen, with that constitution that God originally had set up in our lives. And that's through years and years and years of being born as a person. Then finally you get born again and of course, I remember when I got born again. The first thing I started asking God is, "What is my purpose?" Amen. What do You want for me, Father, glory to God? And I started seeking God about that. Amen. And I didn't know that I was again looking. I didn't know that that uh, that's what I was missing in my life. Amen. I didn't see it, and I didn't I didn't understand, right? And so, but again, in pursuing God and, and coming after the Lord. You know, God was able to chisel me down, amen, and get me to that place where he needs me to be at as a son of God and so on. And so now this gospel of the kingdom, that's the message that I preach and I teach on. Everything is about the foundation of Jesus Christ and how so far we've been removed from that foundation. If you look at the scripture in uh, in Ezekiel 44, 23, right? This is part of the gospel of the kingdom. This is what we teach on, right? Ezekiel 44, 23. The priest, asks, the priest shall teach my people the difference between holy and the common or profane and cause them to distinguish between clean, the unclean and the clean. Amen. There's always a line of distinction in the kingdom of God. And there can be no mixtures about it. There can be no bleeding over of the religious system the Babylonian system, which confusion is confusion into the kingdom of God, it cannot happen that way. And as a minister of the circumcision, one of the signs of the circumcision right was what what they did was they, they cut the foreskin of the male when he was eight days old. And why what does that mean? What what what's 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 the significance of that? Well, when the pure seed comes forth out of the out of the male, no flesh is touching it. And that's what God was prophesying. That's what he wants today is that when my seed of my kingdom comes forth, I don't want any carnality touching that seed. That's why when you're full of mixtures and overtones and that seed is coming forth, it has no power, no life. Glory to God. But when you come forth out of your spirit and that seed is not mixed up, it's coming forth from the presence of God. Amen. That tabernacle, that holy of holies. You see? And that's where we want to be at in our lives. Amen. Coming forth from the kingdom of God out of our spirit, man. Now, Back to the outline, glory to God. So in Romans chapter 10, 6 through 10. Romans 10, 6 through 10. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thine heart, who shall ascend to heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word, the rhema, is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thine heart. That is the rhema of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess, homologia, which means to speak the same as with thy mouth, the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Homologia. Again, to speak the same as the word. That's what confession means here, is that you're speaking whatever the word says. So if you're speaking anything else other than what the word says, guess what? It's not of God, man. Now, Hebrews 11, 1 let let's go to that one. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, I wrote out a bunch of statements here in and what faith is based on that verse and the substance the word substance is the word hypostasis and it means a setting under support. Concretely, essence or abstractly assurance. You see, it's a setting under a support. So now faith is the support of things hoped for, the evidence of seeing, things not seen. Now faith is the placing or setting under, amen, of the things hoped for, the evidence of things not, not seen. Now faith is the substructure. It's the foundation. It's, it's that which is firm, of the things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You see? It's the foundation. It's what's firm. It's the actual existence. You see, because the scripture teaches us that God was able to speak those things that be not as though they were. See, so he operated in this faith toward God as well, just like we do. We operate in faith toward God, but he is God, right? And his word, he's, he was showing us and teaching us how he brings things into existence. So again, Jesus said, if you believe, Let me see how they say it. For I say unto you. That's uh, Mark 11, 23, right? Okay, hold on now. For verily I say unto you. So the word say is lego. So lego means a set discourse. You have a a purpose in mind when you say something. Before you say it, you've already seen it in your mind. And when you say it, Jesus said, you're going to have whatsoever you say. If you don't doubt what you're seeing what you're saying so you again that's the enemy of faith right doubt doubt and unbelief the scripture says is of an evil heart so now faith is that which is actual existence faith is a substance of that which is real now faith is a substantial quality in the nature of God the steadfastness the firmness the trust amen faith is the substance faith is that's what we move on the faith amen of God's Word we believe God's Word above ourselves and above our circumstances Hallelujah! All right, now, so the word evidence is that is that the proof, the conviction, or that which convinces you. Faith is the the evidence. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Amen. So again, uh, he looked. I'm sorry, verse one. Now, faith is a substance. So faith is that substance, and it's the evidence of things which you don't see. It's the. Uh, the the convincing, if you will, the conviction and the proof of what you don't see, and that's how we live, right? The just shall live by faith, the word of faith. Now, we believe, therefore we speak. Look, check a look at Second Corinthians four thirteen. Second uh-huh. Corinthians four thirteen. We have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. So you believe, what you believe is what you're going to speak, right? Jesus taught us that out, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The scripture teaches us in Proverbs, for as a man thinketh, so is he. So what you're thinking is what you're going to be saying, right? A man's confession is what he's thinking. A man's thinking is a result of his Uh, a man's confession is a result of his believing, what he believes. A man's belief is a result of his thinking. A man's thinking is a result of his knowledge, and there's only two sources, God or the devil. So faith in God's word always speaks. It's confession, believing, thinking, knowledge, and the source. God is the source. The same thing in Satan, in, in the demonic realm, is that if you have doubt, guess what? You're speaking the faith of Satan. If you have unbelief, You don't have the word of God, then you're only speaking what you don't know. And what you don't know, as the scripture says in Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. I'm going to read that in the uh, message. Boy, that's really, really revealing. We know the scripture says, my people perish for the lack of of knowledge. But I listen to it in the message translation. My people are ruined because they don't know what's right or true. Because you've turned your back on knowledge, I've turned my back on you priests. Because you refuse to recognize the revelation of God, I'm no longer recognizing your children. You won't receive the gospel of the kingdom, amen? You won't receive those who are preaching the gospel of the kingdom and teaching you the gospel of the kingdom. You'd rather receive somebody else's coming in his own name, Jesus said. No, the more priests, the more sin. They traded in their glory for shame. They pig out on people's sins. They can't wait for the latest in evil. The result, you can't tell the people from the priest, the priest from the people. I'm on my way to make them both pay and take the consequences of the bad lives they've lived. They'll eat and be as hungry as ever, have sex, and get no satisfaction. They walked out on me, their God, for a life of rutting with whores. Wine and whiskey leaves my people in a stupor. In other words, you're drunk on your own blood, man. You, 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 it's all foolishness and selfishness to you. You don't understand what you're doing out there in this in this in this world. Amen. I and the enemy has deceived you. And now you're at a place where you're no longer representing God. Amen. I you're representing yourself. Your honor is coming from men, not from God. The witness is coming from men. It's not from God. So again, faith. When the people don't know the word of God, they're going to confess what they know. And what they're confessing is, is that. They're confessing the enemy of Satan. They're, they're confessing the enemy, his word. Amen. So is the source is either God or Satan in our lives. As a man thinketh, Proverbs 23, 7, so is he. What you think is what you say. Whatever you think is what you believe, and what you believe is what's going to come out of your mouth. So the issue is that the belief system is corrupted. That's why we got to have to get back to the pure word, the pure, sincere word, of the, as the scripture says, desire. The sincere milk of the word, Amen. All right, so now, <clears throat> Mark eleven twenty three, and I read that earlier. All right, Mark eleven twenty three, Amen. I'm just gonna. I mean, I've already covered this quite a bit, but we'll go over it a little bit. For verily I say unto you, lego. So lego is a set discourse, amen? In other words, you see it in your mind before it actually comes to pass, all right? So he said to the fig tree, this tree shall no longer produce fruit from this day forth. And guess what happened? The tree didn't produce. So they asked him about it, and he said, have faith in God, verse 22. And I covered this last week about the God kind of faith. For verily I say unto you, lego unto you, that whosoever shall epo, which is to say, Unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt the which means to pause or hesitate in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he legos shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he epos. Therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever you whatsoever things you desire. okay, desire here, ask, beg or ask for. When you pray, believe that you receive them, lambano them, take in order to use them, and you shall have them. So again, faith is is you're saying something about what you believe. And that belief is formed because of your thinking. That thinking is formed because of the knowledge source and the source is God. But again, on the flip side, you can have the source as Satan as yourself. And guess what? That's what's coming out of your mouth. As a man thinketh, amen. So it says again, uh, as a man thinking, so is he? Because what you're thinking is going to be your belief and what's belief, what you believe is what's going to come out of your mouth. Wow. <clears throat> so, again, believe not or doubt. Doubt, uh, Doubt. in Mark 11, 23, the word doubt is diakono. In Mark four twenty, 20, he staggered not the promise of God through unbelief. Staggered is the word diakono. He didn't pause or hesitate. And then also now, all right, Uh, in James 1, 6. Let's look at that one. James chapter 1, verse 6. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. So if you doubt, it's the same scripture here, same word doubt here in wavering is diakrono. If you pause or hesitate, for he that wavereth, he that pauses and hesitate, it's like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Man, you're just being pushed back and forth. Just like the wind drives the water, amen, and moves it. All right, so we have to believe unto righteousness. Romans 10, 10. All right. Romans 10, verse 10. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. So that man believes unto righteousness because his belief system, right, is is. See, so man's confession is what he believes, and man what he believes is what he what he thinks, right? Thinking, yeah. So, for with the heart man believes, so he has formed a belief based on what he thinks, right? And then, therefore, because of his knowledge, because of his source. So, when you're at that place and you believe unto righteousness, your belief system is coming from the Lord, and with the mouth you're saying unto salvation. The word confession here is the word homologio, to say the same thing as another. Well, who are you saying the same thing as? You're saying the same thing as the word of God, unto salvation. The word salvation here is the word deliverance, preservation, safety, salvation. All right? And it says uh, rescue or safety, physically or morally. So that's what we're doing. Amen. we're believing in our heart and confessing with our mouth. Amen? So... Confession is made unto salvation. Deliverance, preservation, safety, and salvation. The heart needs substance and evidence. Amen? The heart needs support for its convictions. So they're either going to be from God or from the devil. Right? Substance and evidence comes through the rhema. Romans 10, 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the rhema of God. That rhema of God, that word of God, is that faith in the word which he's revealing to you in your spirit. And that's the... Word that you put voice to, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth, and not it shall not return unto me void or empty, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it'll prosper in the thing where to in the thing where to I send it. You're sending the word in the spirit when you proclaim the word, amen. The word that comes out of your spirit, man, is going to have results. The red, the the word that comes out of your soul, which is doubt and unbelief, is going to have results. Which results do you want? Is the question. I want the results to come from God, amen. I'm looking for the honor that comes from my Father, amen, not from the honor that comes from men. The word is all the support, witness, and proof and evidence necessary to prove your case, amen. The abundance of the heart, Matthew 12 34. Matthew 12 34. O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? You can't. If your heart is full of confusion and doubt and unbelief, and your heart is full of mixtures and overtones, you're not going to be able to come out with good things. For out of the abundance of the heart the man speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. The word treasure here is the word thesaurus, which is a deposit of wealth. Of the heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the treasure of his heart. Same thing, the sars brings forth evil things. A repository, a place is the sars. So that same principle applies both ways. If your life is full of doubt and unbelief, if you're satisfied with what you've been reaping because of what you've been sowing, what's been coming out of your mouth, then that's where you know that that's on you. But I'm not satisfied. Amen. I want more of God. Amen. And I'm gonna keep professing. I'm gonna keep. Cle- Keep homologia proclaiming the word of God in my life as it comes forth out of my spirit, Amen. That's the word that's not going to return void, Amen. Sow the word in your hearts, Mark chapter 4, 14 through twenty. I'm not going to cover it, but you you know the passage, you know the principles that the heart is the ground, and if the ground is full of stony stoniness, shallow, or or let's see here, the good ground, the heart is the good ground, right? 36 hundredfold fruit but if your heart is shallow Amen with the depth of the word of God if your heart is full of stones the, That ground is not going to be able to I mean that word is not going to be able to take root Amen and the heart obviously if it's full of rocks it's never going to make it So see the point is is that <clears throat> The point is is that Whatever is in your heart and wherever that so how that seed is getting in your heart is going to be the results That are coming out of your life And so again I want the fruit of the kingdom of God Amen so he says the sower sowed the word and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. So see Satan comes immediately and take the way, takes away the word out of your heart. His goal is to keep that word and if he keep you busy and distracted, amen, and, and cause you to spend less and less time with God, guess what? He's going to eventually sow those tares in your life, amen, and the and therefore you're going to have mixtures, you're going to have tares and you're going to have seed of the kingdom of God, unrighteous seed and righteous seed, corruptible versus incorruptible, the distinction, Amen. <clears throat> alright so plant the incorruptible seed 1 Peter 1 being born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible that incorruptible anointed seed of the kingdom of God is the same seed that you should be proclaiming and declaring in your life the source is God in other words the source is that stone that the builders rejected and you are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone amen Mm. All right. Now, out of the abundance of heart, Mark 1230 to 33, Proverbs 4, 23. Let's look at that one. And this is why it's so important for us to keep our heart with all diligence. As the scripture says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. And see, what you have to understand is your heart is made up of your spirit and your soul. So when they come forth out of your soul with no presence and no life of God, guess what? It's empty. That seed ain't going to produce nothing. But glory to God when it's germinated with your spirit and it comes forth out of your spirit and the life of God is on that seed, glory to God, it's going to grow up into the kingdom of God. Amen. Wow. Psalms 40.10. Look at that one. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy love and kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. Guess what? He didn't hold it. He didn't contain it. He had to speak what he believed. Amen? And what he believed was a result of his thinking. What his thinking was a result of his knowledge, and his knowledge was a result of his source. God, in the presence of God, is what was the source of David in this passage. Did David write this one? Yep. David wrote this psalm, in it? And I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I revealed it. I I had to say what I believed, in other words. Praise God. All right. Let's see here. Proverbs 10, 11. Look at that one. I hope you're hearing and understanding what I'm saying to you today, glory to God. The mouth of the righteous man is a well of life, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Hmm. See, the violent are always offended. The violent ones are always offended. You get offended and then and then you you cause others to get offended And before, before you know it all y'all are all talking about the same thing because you're all offended. You're scandalized, in other words. As Jesus said, Woe unto the world because of scandal, man, because of all these offenses. Because their prayers aren't gonna get heard. Hmm. Alright. Oh man. Psalms 14 1. Let's look at that one. So all these are just reiterating what I've been telling you. And this is just the scriptures, right? The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. They can't do good, I mean, because there's, there's the, the, what's coming out of their hearts is full of perversion and wickedness. And the thing about it is we can't be fooled because even if we're individuals that are always doing good, the question is, is that is it being inspired out of your spirit, man? Is the source God? because you can still good do good and be full of death now how is that possible because God prophesied that in the day that you eat of this tree you're going to die and what tree was that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil see we think we have the the the, the wisdom and the skill to make these righteous choices but it's got to come from our spirit man amen it's got to be a part of your life you're gonna you're gonna live out in your life what your heart is full of amen all right confession with confess with the mouse Romans 10:9 right Romans 109 there's a lot of scriptures there that I didn't cover there but the point is that if you see the kingdom of God and you see the distinction of what's coming out of your spirit versus out of your soul what's a tree of life versus the tree of the knowledge of good and evil what is uh, uh, you know what is birth out of your spirit versus being birthed out of your soul? All right. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, homologia the Lord Jesus, Amen. Speak Jesus' words out of your spirit, and shall believe in thine heart that God is raising from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Heart here again is your spirit. Your spirit, man, is the one that that belief system gets inspired from. But if it's coming out of your soul, the belief system is your soul. Therefore, you're gonna reap what you sow. You're gonna you're gonna reap nothing. You're not gonna experience God. In other words. So homology is to say the same together, union one, logos, to speak the the word to say. God has said so that we may say. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. This is a really precious principles here. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake you. So it's funny because in verse 4 he's talking about marriage is honorable. And the bed and the fire, but whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. But then he comes back and says, he has said. So in other words, I'll never leave you for, or forsake you. When you get married, right? You're with I'm with you forever, right? Well, God is saying the same thing to us. He's with us forever. And he's able to do that because of Jesus Christ. So it says that in verse 6, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Right? The Lord is the one that's helping us. And I will not fear what man can do unto me. So again, the same thing is that, <clears throat> is that, again, the source of God, amen, and where we're, where we're coming from is that I'm going to believe, I have believed, therefore I'm going to say. So I, so it says, uh, for he that has said I will never leave you, and in verse 6, so that we might boldly say. Amen. We boldly declare the kingdom of God. We boldly say these principles and these truths and these teachings, amen, with, our, with strength, amen, and with conviction, glory to God. It's a part of my life, amen, this kingdom of God. So we need, we need to speak faith-filled words. We need to speak substance, words that have substance in the word of God, amen, evidence of the word of God. Speak the word. In Hebrews 5.13, <clears throat> talking about foundational principles right here, but in 5.13 it says, for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he's a babe. Baby is the word napios, which means no speech. So the word uh, unskilled, it says inexperienced without experience. So you have no experience and so you don't know what you're speaking of. All you're doing is spouting out truth. But when you go through some trials, amen, and you've been tested and tried in the faith that you're exemplifying and showing forth is pure and true in your relationship to the Father, amen, that's precious faith, amen. So the scripture says, um, that the trying of your faith, James chapter 1, 2 through 4. Amen. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Amen. <coughs> Amen. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So my brethren, count it all joy, verse 2, when you fall into divers temptations. You either fall or you enter into temptation. When you enter knowingly, you're going to pay a heavy price for that, man, because it's death. But when you fall, glory to God, as you, as we read on, uh, let him ask if you need wisdom because you fell. In other words, in verse 5, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh constancy. Patience is the word hupomene, consistency, reliability, faithfulness. You stay constant, you stay constant, you stay constant to that word of faith which you speak and which you preach. You see? It's been revealed to you. Stay constant to God's word, in other words. But let that patience, constancy, consistency, fidelity, faithfulness, uh, but let it have its perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, one to nothing. So, <clears throat> you don't count our joy that you fell. You cannot all joy because you're st- you can- you know that you're going to be constant no matter what amen amen so the trying of your faith work with patience now let's go to Romans here 5 1 and 3 this is called us we call I call this we call this a circle of experience so we know what happens when the word comes faith comes right so verse 1 five chapter 5 verse 1 Romans therefore being justified by faith we have peace in God through our Lord Jesus Christ By whom also we have across access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations works upominate constancy. In constancy, as he says in verse 4, upominate experience and experience hope and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts, amen, by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So in other words, we're not going to be at a place where we're going to have to experience or feel any shame because of our belief in the Word of God. And again, faith comes, Satan comes, immediately, Jesus said, take away the word that was sown in their hearts. And so when the word comes, faith comes, amen. And then it says, no, and because of that, Tribulation works patience, so patience comes in. After a patience, you get experience in the matter. Now you get hope. So, in other words, you're not an unskillful individual anymore. You've been through some experience. You've been through some experiences in the kingdom of God. Your faith has been tried, and you've come, you come out on the other side, proven and tested that you're pure. Your faith is pure. I mean, your trust is pure. Amen. And hope makes not a shame. I mean, you won't come into that place where you, you're ashamed for standing up. the kingdom of God amen in your life so the scripture says in 1st Corinthians 10 13 there is no temptation taking you such as coming to man for God cannot be tempted with evil so don't ever say that God is bringing this on you it's getting allowed in your life but the enemy is the one that comes to steal kill and destroy and if he puts it out there in front of you and you go for it you see so allow yourself and govern your hearts amen as it says again in Hebrews, go to this one again. Verse 14, 514, but strong meat belongs to them who are full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So eventually you come to your place you come to a place where these emotional aspects don't affect you anymore. You see the intent behind it. You see you have you have discernment. You experience it now, and because you keep experiencing, keep experiencing. You keep growing in your hope, glory to God. All right. <clears throat> so experience the word, the force of patience, right? James 1, 2, and 4. Amen. mean, kind of joy when you fall, amen? Knowing that at the throne of your faith, worketh constancy, amen? And then he says here, you're skillful in Hupamone. So you experience through patience. I just read all this to you. So again, <clears throat> you continue to believe nothing wavering. You're masters of the sword. Masters of the swords are masters of devils. Masters of the swords are expellers of darkness. Masters of the sword are lords of the dungeon. Masters of the sword are lords of the slayers of the dragon. Masters of the sword gives you the cutting edge. Amen. You have the insight by the spirit. Amen. And the more word, the more spirit. Amen. You don't have time for the word. Man shall not live by bread alone. There has no, been no change in you since you got saved. If any man be in Jesus. See, there should be. Some growing up already in the kingdom of God. We've got to cut off all that carnality and all that perversion. But if you're not growing in the Lord Jesus, you're not going to be growing in your sanctification in the Lord either. And therefore, you're not going to be a place where you're you're a master of this word. You're not unskillful in the word of righteousness. You're skilled in the word of righteousness. Amen. You know how to bring out that sword and bring out a word in season. Amen. So Old Testament masters were Moses Exodus 4.12 look at that one real quick. Exodus 4, 12. Now therefore go, and I will be thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. Moses was taught by the Father, and he was given what he was going to say. Jeremiah was taught by the Lord. Jeremiah 1, 4 through 10. Amen. Jeremiah 1, 1, 4. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you, but before you came out of the womb, I sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet unto the nations. In other words, God gave him the voice of what he needed to say, the voice of the kingdom, amen. He brought that voice of distinction everywhere he went. You're either for me, as Jesus said, or you're against me. <clears throat> David and 1 Samuel 17, Samuel, 1 Samuel 17, 1 Samuel 3 19 and 9 and 6. Isaiah, the scripture says he has the tongue of to the learned to know how to speak a word in season. Isaiah fifty verse four. Speaking one's own word. I Isaiah fifty eight thirteen. Amen. If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, honorable and shall honor him not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasures, nor speaking thine own words. Then thou shalt delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places in the spirit, glory to God, of the earth, and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father, in the mouth of the, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. <coughs> Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for this tremendous time and opportunity, Lord God, to teach your people the distinction and the difference, Lord between the common and the uncommon, the holy and the unholy. And I thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name, that you are giving us a voice of distinction. I thank you, Lord God, that we're learning how to operate in faith toward God. Amen. For the just shall live by faith. I thank you, Lord God, that I I have proclaimed the kingdom of God to your people, Father God. And I thank you for the Holy Ghost that will begin to work with them with that seed. Amen. Generating their spirit. Amen. To bring forth the kingdom of God in their life. To bring forth the monogene, Jesus Christ, and his character in our lives. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for this tremendous opportunity, Father. Thank you for those that have partaken today and those that will partake in the future, Father. I bless you, Father, and I give you praise, Father. In Jesus' name,
1: amen.